The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If you could learn more about spirituality and how it can work in your favor, would you be intrigued? Of course you would. It's time to get real. This is Get Real Radio with your host, James Robinson. In our show, we'll interview fascinating guests with the intent of bringing you closer to who you really want to be. Get ready for some of the most profound radio on any airwaves today. Now, here is James Robinson. Welcome, everyone, and happy holidays. This is Get Real Radio, and I'm your host, James Robinson. And today we have a very uh, amazing personality, a very popular and well-known empowerment coach from California, Susie Connerly. And welcome to the show, Susie. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I, that's exciting because one of the things I'm always fascinated with is how people uh, who are in the coaching or the um, consultant industries, uh, what talents they bring, what uh, uh, education they bring, what training they bring, why are they different than all of the other mom and pop life coaches out there? And one of the things that really intrigues me about your coaching is, is that you call it empowerment coaching, and the reason you call it empowerment coaching is because you work directly with the subconscious mind, which I think is awesome. And um, so let's just get right to it and tell us uh, what is it that you do and how did you start doing it? Well, um, James, I, yes, like you said, I do empowerment coaching. So it's like life coaching, but I really start with the base of the foundation of as we're going on and um, healing and transforming things that you'd like to change, I'm also um, really educating and and enabling my clients to be able to sort of start to do this for themselves. So not only are we doing things on the call, but I'm also sort of helping to expand their consciousness and help them, you know, help themselves in the future. And that all starts with empowerment, with knowing our own power center and with connecting to that authentically and um, start living the life that we were meant to live. Fantastic. One of the things that uh, I highly recommend to people is that you go on Susie's website, which is susieco.com, S-U-S-I-E-C-O, to get a better idea about what all it is that she's doing because there's quite a number of, of things she can do for people. But what is, you know, you talk about on your website and, and in talking to you in person, one of the things that you stress about what you do is is working with the subconscious mind. And so what is the, you know, for people who are not really familiar with conscious or subconscious or all those things, what is it that you mean when you say you work with the subconscious mind? 
So when I talk about the subconscious, I'm specifically referring to the part of your mind that we're not um, we're not usually sort of consciously operating from. So if we, you know, have to go to the grocery store, we put things down on our list and we think about what we have to get and, um, you know, what we have to do. But what we, the things that we're on autopilot, like getting in the car, driving to the store, we don't have to think about those things. Those things are in the back of our mind. They're sort of running programs all the time that we're not aware of. So the subconscious mind makes up, um, over 90% of our daily thoughts. If you can think about that, it's it's incredible, you know. It's why we have associations, why if we hear a certain song, you know, it makes us think about a certain, certain person or an experience, right? Yeah. So when I'm working with my clients, I'm directly working with this part of your mind that is running the show, really, but you're not aware of run- that is, is running the show. So... When we address the things in the subconscious, it's so powerful because it brings about the change that you don't, you're not consciously thinking is is in place, but it's totally affecting things that you do every single day that you want to change, and we address it in the subconscious. Okay, so when people are talking to each other, they're, as I understand it, they're talking from their conscious mind to their conscious mind. So how do you access their subconscious mind? Well, I took um, something called neuro-linguistic programming training, and there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. Um, This is the way that I learned um, specific techniques about how to address things in the subconscious. Um, And NLP for me, um, that's, you know, the moniker for neuro-linguistic programming. NLP was... um, Everything that my psychology background wasn't. I love studying psychology. I have a bachelor's in psychology. But um, for me, NLP provides that way of really addressing my client's mind that's very specific and very targeted. So when I'm working with someone, um, I can ask them, you know, where they are and where they'd like to be. And we start to get an idea about why it is they're they're not reaching their you know their aspirations or their goals yet and what they need to help with getting there and NLP gives us these techniques that literally allow us to directly address these things in the person's mind that they want to change it's really that simple for me when I found out it was it was a game changer um when I got certified and when I learned about NLP, it was just, to me, it was like a total, you know, it was like the heavens opened up, you know, it was just like an incredible discovery. And I've just been all about it ever since. Okay. So I assume that most people don't know that you you know, that their lives are basically being controlled by their subconscious mind. Is that did I understand that correctly? I think some people, you know, um, are being made aware of it. and But I think that the majority of people, even if they understand the term, you know, they're not thinking about it on a daily basis about, well, they're not questioning a certain habit, you know, or a certain way that they want to do something um, that's different. But they can't seem to change that aspect of themselves, no matter how much they try and form that new habit, you know. I don't think that people are operating from that space of, oh, I'm doing this, you know, because 
there's some program running in the back of my mind, in my subconscious mind, and I need to, you know, somehow change it, whether that's with NLP or with other type of work, you know, there's, um, you know, even people doing affirmations and meditations, that's beginning to scratch the surface of getting into your subconscious mind and get down to the root cause of what's causing the issue for you. So I would agree with you. I think that most people are not really aware of um, how much they're operating out of their subconscious and what they can do about it. Well, the, uh, the, reason I ask that question is because if it's, you know, what you described is simple, you know, why is it so hard for people to, you know, change their subconscious mind? Or why is it so hard for people to be happy? Well, I'm, I'll answer that, you know, the happy part secondly, but I think that, you know, it doesn't occur to people that they can really change these things about themselves. I think for me, that was the first eye opener. It was like, I don't have to live with, you know, the way that this has always been for me. I can change this. And when you start to, you know, when I started working with clients and watching them transform and come back the next day or even at the end of the session and just say, I had no idea that's why I did what I did. Or I had no idea that I didn't have to live with this or didn't have to put up with this anymore. You know, I think it's just lack of... um belief or education around it or, you know, just knowing about it and believing in it and going for it. So I think that that's like the first barrier. Um, And I'm not sure about happiness, you know. I think that I'm, you know, really of the mindset that we can choose happiness now, you know, and um, on a scale of 1 to 10, you know, like we don't have to be you know, expect ourselves to be 100% happy every single day and every moment, but we can work toward um, acceptance and happiness in every moment and bring that forth, you know, and work on the things that we would like to change and also accepting our, you know, our lives in the same moment. Okay. Well, I I believe that one of the things that I've talked about on this show before is that the way that we are basically programmed is a is a function of you know what experiences we have as children, what we learned, that you know what our culture teaches us, and all that. So, are you dealing with how to reprogram all of that? Absolutely, yeah. And you just said something very key: our childhood. Um, you know, we're basically programmed at a base level. From zero to age seven, we're basically totally, almost a completely finished blueprint by that time. And everything on top of that is just experiences to add to that fundamental. And we're very survival-oriented creatures as children. You know, we not only food and nourishment and all that, but love and affection and approval from our parents and our community. All of that comes into play. And they put, they're really, really um, strong drivers all the way until adulthood, until, you know, um, we address something that maybe we'd like to do differently. Yes, absolutely. It's um, Our minds are like, they're almost like computers. It's fascinating how much information and how many memories and associations we have in our mind. That one instance that could seem very insignificant from an outsider's perspective, 
But for that person at that time, in that moment, it made an indelible impression on them and something that they, you know, make actions out of that moment from then on. You know, it's really fascinating, especially when we get into these techniques in my empowerment coaching sessions and um, literally watch something transform or watch somebody associate something back to an instance that they didn't even remember. It's really, really interesting and really, really, you know, it's really life changing. Well, how, how much or how long or how many sessions or, you know, what's your experience in uh, how quickly or how slowly it takes to change somebody's subconscious mind? That really depends um, on what it is that you're working on. And, some things, you know, it really just, you really just have to get in there and see what's going on because some things that um, somebody thinks may be a really difficult thing for them or something that they're, you know, really been struggling with for a long time could be done in one session or it could take a few sessions and vice versa. Something that seems simple could take a few sessions. So, and sometimes, you know, like you've heard that metaphor, like our mind is like an onion or, um, you know, you have to go through the layers and sometimes things are closer to the surface and sometimes they're deeper. So, well, you know, one of the things that you we started off the program talking about is the difference between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. So, how, you know, are all of these programs out there like the law of attraction or mantras or affirmations, those are all conscious mind things because your your conscious mind is thinking about this. How in the world would that change your subconscious mind or can it? Um, yeah, I, to- I totally believe that it can. Um, I think that for those kind of things, those are... Um, you know, something to be mindful of that, you know, you can use and it starts to sort of scratch the surface, you know, it really does scratch the surface and it also makes you aware, which is a really important aspect of it. Sometimes when you start to ask the right questions, you know, um, the answers start to sort of come up or it starts to occur to you what exactly you need to work on in order to get to the root cause of something. So I totally believe that like you can take it from the conscious and start to etch away at your subconscious. Um, you know, like for example, like, you know, um, I had a client who was dealing with a lot of, um, perfectionism issues around finishing projects and, um, you know, they were finding themselves unable to finish things they started. And um, so they started to become aware of this, right? Like, why do I have this? Why is this in my life? And um, so they came to me and we did a couple of techniques. And I think it was like two sessions. And this person was a professional, um, you know, so it's not like something, you know, they had not done these projects before. It was really just something that occurred to them on a daily basis that they couldn't finish stuff that they started. And in a couple of sessions, we really did get to the root cause of their issue and clear um, the emotional charged situations that caused this person to not want to finish projects until completion. And to that, to this day, that person is completely, you know, rocking and rolling and doing their thing. And, 
finishing projects right and left. So um, it really just depends. But for that person, it was a really powerful thing because it affected their daily life. Okay. Well, I've been holding off uh, going into all of the other things that you do for people because I know that you're not just a uh, you know consultant or counselor. That um, you offer several other components in your coaching practice that I think are rather unique. One is is that you provide a nutritional component to your um, coaching, and and also you do energy work. So, uh, so you know, this is kind of like a total holistic model for empowerment coaching, which I think people should understand is is not what you would get when you go to other coaches. So tell us a little bit about this whole body and mind and spirit approach. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I definitely have been studying nutrition and health and wellness for a long time, and I did start off doing a lot of health coaching sessions. But um, it really has – it really has – affected my life and my clients' lives when you make those changes to address your life from all angles, what you put in your body, how you treat your body, and also how you treat your mind, your relationship with yourself, and who you surround yourself with, what environments, you know, do you choose to be in, you know, do you watch, um, you know, things that are harmful to your psyche, to your consciousness, or are you, you know, kind to yourself? All of these things are really, really important. And yeah, absolutely. I can, you know, I can totally relate to, you know, my clients who've come to me for change, because sometimes even if you know what you have to do, it's, it's about making those changes. That's where, you know, the real work lies. So, um, that's absolutely what we do and what we focus on from a holistic perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Right now we're going to have to take a short break and we've been talking to Susie Connolly, who is a a holistic, a new, uh, new kind of empowerment coach. And when we come back, we'll be talking more about what she does for her clients with NLP and energy work and nutritional training. So please stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Boomers Rock Radio with Tom Mack is ready to entertain, enlighten, and educate. Our show is all about quality of life, fitness, mental health, nutrition, self-improvement, finance, and more. As you grow older, you may actually have more questions. Tom is here to help. He'll invite experts from many facets of health, business, and life to bring the answers to you. Make Boomers Rock Radio your weekly stop on the Voice America Variety Channel every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific. Join us and improve your life. 
Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. We'd love to hear from you. Please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. That's mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. This is Get Real Radio, and I'm your host, James Robinson. And today we're talking to holistic empowerment coach Susie Connerly. And what we talked about in the first segment was about her uh, empowerment coaching. And I wanted to give more concrete examples about what you can do for people, Susie. Um, let's just pick a topic and just say somebody... Uh, is overweight and wants to lose weight, what could you do for them? Um, Yeah, well, definitely we'd start just by talking about, you know, whether or not that person had out-of-balance eating habits or if they had lack of exercise um, and address it from there first and just sort of start to let it unfold about what it is that they do and if anything that they are doing could be contributing to their weight issue because um, a lot of people don't, you know, they may understand about calories and things like that, but they don't understand about um, what our mind hangs on to from how we learned sort of how to eat or how to uh, understand about our bodies or, you know, um, so for example, like, you know, I had a client one time who was, you know, the, around the dinner table, it was definitely very much, you have to eat everything on your plate. You know, I, you know, we worked hard for that. It was, this whole, you know, things a lot of times parents uh, do that they think is helping their children to get enough nourishment, but in actuality, maybe the kid isn't that hungry, or they start to associate mealtime with scarcity, you know, like, uh, you know, the whole, there are starving children out there, and it's all these interesting things that when we're having those experiences as young children, we're so impressionable, and as adults, we could be you know, finishing an entire plate of food just because it's driven into us that, you know, we have it, we have the money to eat it, you know, it's a privilege to eat. And even though, you know, they're eating maybe 1500 calories extra per day or whatever, they're still doing it out of this old pattern, this sense of duty that's really been ingrained in them as a child, which is, you know, we're in survival mode then. So there's lots of different things that can come about in a session. Um, And a lot of it is just imbalanced emotions around the dinner table as a child. Or 
a lot of these different things. It's fascinating what comes up and, you know, there's always, there's always a gap between what people thought it was going to be and what it really ends up being when we go and address all these issues in the part of our mind that stores everything. So, um, it varies from person to person. Um, and a lot of it is about, you know, just basic education about nutrition. And, you know, most people know that they probably shouldn't eat a lot of processed foods. Um, but what they don't know is that, you know, if they're eating too much sweets or too much, you know, if, if they're eating out of, out of balance in any area, it can really affect your emotions, which affects what you tell yourself, you know, which affects your energy level and your mood. It really, really affects everything. So um, when we go in to address those kind of things, it's always it's always an adventure, James. <laughs> wow. Well, I definitely want to get more into what you just described as what affects the, you know, the, the domino effect, uh, for lack of a better term, about how – what we eat affects how we feel, and how we feel affects how we think, and how we think affects how we eat. But the the one thing I wanted to go back to, and you've said it several times, is that many times childhood is a survival mode kind of thing. Could you explain a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. Um, so... We all, you know, it's whether or not you consider yourself to have had a happy childhood or not, or whether or not a person um, recognizes it, it's, um, there's so much that goes on in childhood. And it's not just our parents, you know, it's our world at large. It's um, how we perceive ourselves as relating to the world. Uh, There's all these factors in it. And When we're little children and we are doing our best to get what we need, right, we'll kind of mold ourselves into anything that we have to be in order to to get our needs met, you know, nourishment, love, you know, all of that. And it really causes us to sort of stretch ourselves outside of our, you know, what our inherent qualities in order to survive in this world. And some of that is like what, you know, it's very, very resourceful. It's great to develop new skills. And some of that ends up being detrimental, you know, because we adopt some way of being or some program that's not who we are. And it really, really can affect um in a in a negative way what you do today because you're sort of you know there's parts of us that are trying to be someone that we're not you know um so when i'm talking about survival mode it's all of these things you know good bad and the ugly it really really is a a total package well uh as far as a total package is concerned can you give me some examples about how things happen in childhood that, you know, affect everything uh, that we experience as an adult? Sure, sure. Um, Wow, that's a tough one. Do you want to be more specific? Sure. I mean, one of the things I've done in my own life, I know that uh, many times, uh, for example, you do, th- you know, in order to keep your parents happy, you do things that you don't want to do. Things like if you're not hungry, yeah. you don't want to eat that huge plate of food that they put in front of your face. And it's like, 
you know, thereby you, you know, totally disempower yourself uh, yeah. and, you, and you do things just because it, you know, you think that it'll make your parents happy. And so that translated into uh, becoming a people pleaser. Yeah, and yeah. So that's kind of the things I look at as far as, well, that certainly has uh, translated into a huge problem for me as an adult. Yeah. And so, you know, how would you address something like that in your counseling? That is absolutely something that I've seen as well. Um, uh, you know, we just address it little by little, honestly. Um, the people-pleasing is is really um, it's something that a lot of people have, actually. A lot of people, you know, you wouldn't realize are doing things not out of their own desire to do that thing, but because somewhere in their mind they associate it with something that maybe their mother or father wanted them to do or that their, you know, that their parents thought was an admirable profession or something like that. And you really just have to... Um, you know, people could don't come in, you know, sort of saying, oh, I became a, a doctor because my father wanted me to. They say, you know, I'm a doctor. Um, I'm not really that happy with my job. You know, I don't feel X, Y, Z. You know, there's all these things that they'll list, these symptoms, and then we'll get down to it. And, you know, they really just get to the, the point that, you know, um, they really didn't want to become a doctor. It was just something that their father suggested would be a great profession, and they had always wanted to please their father, you know? So thus they become a doctor, you know? And it's, like, it's interesting because even as adults, we, th- those types of clients have a really uh, strong aversion almost to sort of, um, it's like they feel like they let somebody down if they even admitted that they d- hadn't actually wanted to become a doctor, you know? So we sort of just get to it and really address the emotions that, you know, um, you're not harming anyone else, you know? And it's like it's the other person's expectations and that that's not my client's responsibility to hold up other people's expectations, you know? Because that's actually where the empowerment stuff comes in. We get out of our power when we do things like that. We're moving away from who we are, you know, when we're making decisions based on someone else's desires or admiration. And that actually, you know, that that causes people to be unsatisfied and to feel disconnected from their life and their purpose. And um, so when I, you know, when I work with clients like that, it's really just about addressing the whole package. And what's amazing about NLP as well is that while we're learning and healing and doing all these things, we're actually taking what people would perceive to be mistakes. You know, a lot of people would think, oh, I, then that person shouldn't have gone to medical school or, you know, all these other things. And we go in and we address that and we release we release that perception of mistake because that person has usually learned some of their best life lessons from making decisions like that, you know? Um, so we really go in there and 
for once and for all, lock in the learning. What did the person learn from that? And then we let it go. You know, it's like, it's not about hanging on to drama or negative emotions. You know, it's the opposite about, of that. It's freeing yourself from anything that you perceive to have been a mistake or something out of alignment with your life's purpose. Wow. One of the things, and the reason I have to say I have a personal motive for asking that question because yeah. I became a lawyer to please, to please my parents, and I absolutely hated it. <laughs> you know, I, the ironic thing is I was very successful, but still I knew that I was doing something that I really didn't want, that wasn't me. Right. And, and so I was lucky enough that I found something that was um, – I, I could pay the bills, and so I quit practicing law and became a healer and became a counselor myself and did workshops, et cetera, et cetera. But the thing is, is that there's st- you know even today I have this lingering feeling angst about that whole experience. And so, how would NLP, for example, help something like that? Oh, absolutely. We would. We would go in there and write into the angst, you know, why, why is it still there? What message is it trying to give you? Because that's really all it is. Our life is trying to give us messages all the time. You know, we just have to open up to it and listen. And, you know, I would also point out to a client like that, like there was the, the positive things that came out of that. You know, as an attorney, I'm sure that you helped a lot of people. I'm sure there were a lot of great things that came out of that. You know, you um, raised your children while doing that type of work, you know, put food on the table. There's a lot of um, positives that also come out of something that we perceive as a mistake, you know. And um, you probably knew at some point during that time that that's not what you wanted to be doing, but why didn't you listen to yourself? You know, we would go into those types of things and – and really just see where that comes from. And then, you know, uh, we would do some techniques that would allow you to move on, you know. It's in the past, right? So uh, that's what I would suggest to a client like that is to, to work on all those components. And also the energy component, you know. A lot of the things that we store in our consciousness are energetic. And um, we can release that with the energy work, you know. Okay, and when you're talking about energy, what are you referring to? Specifically, the energy, the energy healing that I do is called the Rising Star Energy Therapy. Um, so that's what I do with clients. And um, when I say like an energetic component, it's like, um, you know, in, in, uh, in therapy, when you talk about something and you can sort of overcome something or you can, just by being aware, you can start to gain some level of healing around something by having realizations. But energy work is really, really amazing because it allows the opportunity for you to get to the root cause of an issue energetically. So you don't have to go in there mentally or sometimes not even emotionally. You just um, are able to receive an energy healing, allow the energy to do its work, and get to the root cause and release it. It's really, really amazing stuff. I know you know something about energy <laughs> healing, but um. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me uh, let me ask you this: Do you find that um, this is, you know, 
it's all complementary. And, and by that I mean that one of the th- what I hear you saying, and and uh, please jump in here, mm-hmm. but when it, when you combine the coaching with the nutritional and the energy, people are able to break through things that maybe would have taken them a lot longer or even may not have happened at all. Yes, absolutely. Um, the energy therapy component of it, the energy healing component of it is is like the little magic, you know, it's the magic piece. It's the, for me, it's the most impressive and mind-boggling thing that I've ever discovered in my life. Um, and it really changed the course of my life. But it allows that part that you can't even mentally comprehend sometimes you know it allows for those breakthroughs those moments that are just so um so liberating you know so pain-free like so instant in many cases that um it absolutely complements the coaching because you're getting in there and you're sorting things out. And sometimes we don't, you know, somebody doesn't feel like they know what way is up or they, it's too painful. They don't want to go there. You know, uh, that's, it's, you know, even when I'm working with people one-on-one, sometimes you, they say they want to work on something, but we really get down to the root cause and they're like, eh, I don't want to go there. I don't yeah. want to, you know, touch this subject. And the energy therapy is that part of it that just can go in there. It's the magic part of it. It's the the person's, you know, it's their own sort of higher self, or if you believe in that term, or their the part of them that is the most wise is directing the session. And um, it's just magic. It's really, really good stuff. So they're very, very complementary to one another. Are there any common themes that you've experienced with people with that, you know, this causes this and that causes that and that sort of thing where people might be able to say, wow, I, I recognize that in myself and I need to give Susie a call? <laughs> yeah, I think a lot, um, a lot of the things that we're dealing with <laughs> really, I mean, it's that whole, uh, it's the irony that, you know, our parents and our childhood and also the place in our family, if we had siblings or if we didn't have siblings, if, uh, you know, a lot of the times we define our place in the world based on, you know, whether our brother or sister was sort of daddy's favorite and we didn't get the affection or the approval or whatever it is that we desired from a parent, the love, the, you know, all of those things. And if our sibling, if our sibling or siblings did get something that we didn't, that leaves a really lasting impression on folks. Yeah, I can grok that um well well thank you we've been talking about a whole range of things and we're going to have to take a short break here before we get back into it but this is uh get real radio and i'm your host james robinson and we've been talking to holistic empowerment coach Susie connerly and we'll be back to talk about more about uh nlp and energy work and and her brand of empowerment counseling so we'll be right back
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Ready to chat about your favorite soap operas? The daytime discussion is here with Dan J. Kroll and Soap Central Live. For the past 15 years, Dan has been dishing and discussing on SoapCentral.com. And now he's taking the talk to the airwaves of the Voice America Variety Channel. You'll go behind the scenes with the biggest stars of daytime, along with guest commentary from the Soap Central columnists. And we'll take your questions and comments during our live show. Soap Central Live, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Do the adventures of Indiana Jones leave you curious about this exotic and unusual profession? If so, don't miss Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology with Dr. Joseph Schuldenrein. You'll learn about forensics, ancient civilizations, and human origins. Listen to Dr. Schuldenrein and colleagues discuss their excavations and related archaeological topics, ranging from the unique to the sublime, and yes, even the mundane. Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology, live Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. We'd love to hear from you. Please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Mr. James Media at gmail.com. That's mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody, to Get Real Radio. I'm your host, James Robinson, and we're having a fa- fascinating conversation with uh, holistic empowerment coach Susie Connerly. And I think. One thing I'd like to talk about now, if we could, is the sub- way the subconscious mind affects the way that we perceive things. And by that, I mean, I know a lot of people around this time of year, which is the holidays, actually get depressed because they have childhood trauma around this time of year. They, you know, they don't enjoy the holidays because it's all about, you know, material things, and so. You know, and I, I know that people a lot of times can, if they expect something bad to happen, it generally does. So, you know, Susie, let's let's just do a hypothetical client situation where somebody's come into you and, and they say, you know, I just hate Christmas time. So, what yeah. can you do, what can you do for them? I totally understand that, and yes, that's actually a very common thing. The holidays are an incredible time of celebration and being together, and they're also, you know, they really bring our stuff up about, you know, everything that we've experienced in the holiday time when we're children, and I've worked with a couple of people who, you know, for various reasons had really negatively charged emotions around the holidays. And like you said, James, it's really like once we sort of develop an expectation or an association about a certain time, we automatically start to project into our future 
that it's not going to be a very enjoyable time of the year, you know, or that when we all get together for Christmas dinner, so-and-so always brings some, you know, negative memory of your brother or your sister or your aunt or your uncle, and it's the same stuff, you know, or Uncle Harold drinks too much or whatever it is, you know, and those hold very powerful effects over our life because if we don't release it, it's going to continue to play itself out. And even if it doesn't happen, we're going to feel crappy expecting it to happen, you know? And, um, yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, I've worked with a client who, uh, their parents actually didn't have a lot of money when they were growing up, you know? So Christmas was always a time of the year that was heavy because the financial abundance hadn't been flowing when they were a child. And so their father was depressed, you know? And so this person had carried it into adulthood about, you know, not feeling joyful or celebratory around that time um, because they were carrying all these negative emotions, these negative associations from their own childhood, you know, and it's really not in the present. So as you said, you know, the holidays just bring it up for people and, you know, the sights, the smells, and a lot of times people have no idea, you know, that they're carrying this stuff around or that they could choose a new way just by releasing the past. So if somebody came to you and they, you know, they have a lot of bad memories around uh, the holidays or anything for that matter, it could be July the 4th, it really doesn't matter, but the uh, if you have a lot of bad memories or traumatic experiences or whatever that causes you to be uneasy or anxious or worried or just depressed, you know, how do you let go of those memories? You just start, (laughs) you know, you just start somewhere. Um, One really easy thing, you know, people can sit down themselves, you know, people can find a quiet space where they can spend some alone time and set the intention you know, remind themselves that was in the past, you know, every moment is new, we can create something new and really just go through and, um, and start to pave a new way. And here's like a a quick technique, you know, that somebody can do on their own. They can literally if they had a a disagreement, or if they felt um, hurt by someone in the past, you know, maybe around the holidays or anything, uh, they can go and they can literally imagine having a conversation and the person doesn't have to be there and they don't know, have to know what's going to happen. But say you, you know, you want to have a heal something between you and your brother from when you were kids or something. And you can go in and you can literally imagine yourself having a conversation. So in the first part of the conversation, you state how you felt about it, what your position was, why you were hurt or why you need something to be resolved. And then you literally would get up and move to a little different spot, you know, another chair around a table and pretend to be that person, that other person who you're having the conflict with. And just really take a few moments and imagine what it must have been like for that person in that situation or what they might say to what you just said and respond, respond to your own self in the first position. And then spend a few moments doing that. Take your time. And then when you're ready, you can go to a third position. And from this third position, you pretend like you're neutral. You pretend like you're kind of a fly on the wall. You don't know either of these two people who just spoke. 
and you can have a, a neutral response to that conversation. And it's amazing, James. Like you literally can access parts of your mind that you didn't know you had access to to resolve conflicts like this. And that can be really helpful around the holidays, you know. Um, it's really helpful also for people who have passed away, you know. If you have a parent or um, family member or loved one who's not here with us during the holidays and you had some unresolved issue, you could very easily do that. And it can be really, really powerful stuff. Well, is there anything else that people can do to help shift their mood um, at, at, at any time? Yeah, take good care of yourself. <laughs> you know, I'll be that. I'll be that uh, person who reminds you to exercise and treat your body well. And that's not to mean that you can't enjoy sweets or. Um, you know, eat Christmas dinner, but, you know, do things in moderation. And when you feel yourself getting out of balance, go for a walk or drink a glass of water with lemon in it or, you know, just sort of start to be aware. Enjoy yourself, you know, um, and um, what else? What else can I tell folks? Take a few moments out for yourself every day. Take some time for yourself every day to sort of process what's going on with you. Check in with yourself. That can actually be a really powerful way to access the subconscious mind, you know. Just keep a, if you keep a journal, or you can even go on a walk and talk in your head, talk to yourself. Uh, there's lots of ways that you can sort of start to access this information if you don't have a, a coach or um, if you're just doing things on your own right now. You can really, really do different things to get in your mind and get in touch with those things. And it can start to, you know, what I call shake loose. It'll shake some stuff that's been stuck in your mind for a long time loose if you just start to ask questions, you know. Why is it that I feel this way? You know, why do I do things this way? You can really, really just start to do that if you start the conversation. One thing that uh, I know that uh, people can do and want to get your feedback on is is if they're in a situation with somebody that, that you have some bad memories with, you know, how can you change the way that, you know, the present experience is going to be because of the past experiences. In other words, say you're with somebody that you've got bad memories with and you start getting into an argument with them. Is there anything you can do to, you know, to change that whole experience? If you're in the situation itself in that moment? Right. I think that it's a really powerful thing to stop telling ourselves the old story because that really just makes it stronger. It makes the conflict more concrete, you know? It's like um, there's usually a more neutral position than what we remember of a certain, you know, a certain, the way an argument with someone started or how the conflict started, right? And if you just stop telling yourself that story to strengthen your own position or your own anger at that person and just start to be open and present in the moment, it really can start to shift that way because one thing in NLP that we've, you know, that we work so closely with is um, that when you start to have a certain memory or an association, the longer and more often you think about it, the stronger it gets. 
So the stronger your emotions will go from zero neutral to like a 10 anger, if you keep on, you know, giving that memory or that association energy. So, you know, there's this like term, like stop giving energy to something you don't want in your life, you know? Um, And that's obviously where NLP and energy work come in together. But, you know, when we have a negative experience, the worst thing that you can do for yourself is to keep on reminding yourself of that and keep on strengthening your position against that other person because it actually ends up hurting you more in the end when what you really want to do is liberate yourself from that experience, liberate yourself from the hurt and the anger. So I would just say stop telling yourself the story. That's my biggest (laughs) number one tip. Wow. Well, you know, I've got a lot of space in my mind to fill up then. (laughs) Um, One of the things I wanted to ask you is uh, what is the easiest thing that a person can change about their daily habits that uh, would produce a positive shift in their overall wellness and happiness? Meditate. Start a meditation practice. That's my number one. Okay, and for people yeah. who don't know what meditation is. Uh, if you don't know how to meditate, just breathe and focus on your breath for five minutes a day, and I promise it will change every other minute of your day. It's really, really amazing stuff. And when you say concentrate on your breath, you're talking about mm-hmm. the breathing in and breathing out, right? Yes, that's it. And you can even count from 1 to 10 on the in-breath and count from 10 to 1 on the exhale. Um, That's it. Okay. Well, I I wanted to remind everybody that if you want to take advantage of Susie's uh, talents and and coaching and counseling, uh, just go to her website, which is Susie, S-U-S-I-E, Co., C-O-S-U-S-I-E-C-O.com. And Susie, I understand you're offering a special gift discount for people who uh, are listening to the show. I am. I am offering a 30% discount on packages of three and nine sessions. So that's like you can do three energy work sessions and six empowerment coaching sessions in one package and I'm offering that at 30% off. So go ahead and email me and, um, and we can get that going for you if that's something you're interested in. And it's really great because I only offered this when I started my business. So it hasn't, I haven't gone, um, with any special offers in a couple of years. So get in on it. If it's something that excites you. Well, for all the listeners who are wondering what New Year's resolution that they want to make this year, this is a great one. Call Susie and take advantage of this special discount uh, that she's given all the listeners. So, thank you very much, Susie. We've uh, thank I really you enjoyed so much for having me. Yeah, you're a, a dynamic person, and you offer so much more than than most people. Uh, when they talk about uh, you know changing their lives and we're going to have to sign off this is get real radio i'm your host james robinson and we've been talking to empowerment coach Susie connerly so everybody please take advantage of her discount offer on her website uh, and email her at her website susieco.com
Happy holidays, everybody, and we'll be Thank talking to you Thank you so much for week. listening, everyone. Thanks, James. Thank you again for tuning in to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. Please join us again next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This week, open up your heart and look inside your spiritual self.